Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Here's a moment of real vulnerability. For a really long time, I wanted to be the tooth fairy when I grew up, like an embarrassingly long time. For something about the title, the duties, I mean, tooth fairy in training, it was a primary identity for me. Now, as I got older, I gained other identities, and while tooth fairy in training is no longer something that I identify with, I bet you're all breathing a sigh of relief. I still claim many of my identities from birth onward. Daughter, sister, friend, wife, mother, priest. But my primary identity, the identity from which all other identities spring forth, a beloved child of God, and a disciple of Christ. When I am at my very best, which doesn't mean that everything's perfect, but when I'm at my very best, it is because I am centered in my primary identity. When I'm at my very worst, which definitely means that everything isn't perfect, I have wandered from my primary identity. Beloved child of God, disciple of Christ. This is the core of who I am, the foundation upon which my whole life is built, the center from which everything emanates. This identity is solid, sturdy, and cannot be shaken. Its roots run deep, stretching to the very beginning of creation to God. I am a beloved child of God. I am a disciple of Christ. Our gospel lesson for today is a continuation of chapter 10 of Matthew's gospel. Last Sunday, we heard the beginning of chapter 10 where Jesus calls the 12 disciples and sends them out with authority over unclean spirits to cure every disease, every sickness, to even raise the dead. He tells them that they will be like sheep among wolves. He reveals that they will be hated. That discourse continues today with Jesus telling them, be like me 
your teacher. To which he follows up, and if you do that, you'll be treated like me. Do as Christ did, both the good and the difficult. Receive what Christ received from the world, but also from God. I know it feels harsh how Jesus talks about discipleship with the bringing of the sword that will bring strife into the most intimate of relationships. But in reality, Jesus is simply acknowledging the conflict already present when our primary identity is not that of beloved and disciple. It is an invitation from Christ to let go of false identities and the unhealthy relationships born of them. It isn't that we can't have other identities. It's only that we are asked to prioritize them appropriately. Those who find their life, says Jesus, will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Those who find their sole purpose of their life in this world will lose it. And those who release themselves from the supremacy of this world will find life in Christ. When our central identity is beloved, is disciple, we are then liberated from fear, that primary currency of this earthly life. Imagine, just for a moment, a life lived without fear. It isn't a detached life. It isn't a life lived in denial or delusion. Rather, it is an invitation to live in true safety, released from all that this world offers to assuage our fears. Power, privilege, politics, money, acquisition, the storing up of earthly goods, hubris, placing ourselves equal or even above God. Each and every one of those promises to release us from fear, but they never deliver. There is no amount of work or power or goods or privilege to protect us from the heartache born from evil. There is nothing that can protect us from death in this world. But Christ can and Christ does. This, to me, is one of the greatest gifts of discipleship, to be released from fear. And not just released from fear, but released from fear into a depth of love that the human mind and heart cannot comprehend.
It is a love so broad it encompasses even the birds of the air, a love so intimate that every hair on the head is known and counted. It is this love that allows for Christ to say, do not be afraid. It isn't that Christ doesn't know that real dangers press all around us. He does. But he knows that for all that causes fear in our hearts, the love of God is greater. The love of God, rooted in mercy and compassion, is the balm that soothes, the brace that corrects, and the healing that even death cannot escape. So do not be afraid, disciples of Christ. Take up your crosses, you beloved children of God. The love of God frees you from fear and calls you to share that freedom with all those you meet. May your identity as a beloved child of God and a disciple of Christ lead you out into the world fearless and loved. Amen.